All episodes of It's Great Business reflect the views and opinions of Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group and its guests and do not reflect the official policy or guidance of employers or government entities. You're listening to It's Great Business, sponsored by Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, where great business equals great people. Welcome to another episode of It's Great Business, and I'm Janice Berg-Levy. Today, I have with me Lakshmi Natarajan. She is an Indian-American corporate executive, an entrepreneur, consultant, world traveler, advisory board member, and most importantly, a daughter, a wife, and a mom. She has over 20 years of experience as a corporate executive and has worked in a variety of leadership positions across marketing, sales, and consulting. She's worked for companies like American Express, Accenture, Glaxo, Compass, and numerous other clients in a whole bunch of different industries. She recently founded two businesses, Travel Plus Them, a coaching education company focused on helping families raise global citizens, and Accelerator, a business consulting and advisory firm. Wow. So Lakshmi, welcome to It's Great Business. Thank you so much for having me, Janice. This is such an honor and a privilege to be here, not only with you, but all the great listeners that you have. Oh, well, we cannot wait to hear your story. So as everyone knows, we always have these wonderful textured interviews. And with that background, I want to jump right in and and really have you tell me a little bit about who you are. So like you said, my name is Lakshmi. And just for your um, audience, Lakshmi in the Hindu religion is the goddess of wealth and fortune. Mm -hmm. And I always say that I consider myself extremely wealthy in all the relationships I formed over my lifetime. That has been my, the greatest wealth is the people I know. So I came to the United States as a young girl from India and spent most of my um, childhood years in New Jersey, went to university, then had, as you mentioned, corporate career, taking me around different places in the world. And something from childhood, you know, just traveling back to India quite often. And also in a lot of the environment I was in, sometimes I was the only Indian person. And so it really led to, I guess, a few things, just my interest to see the world. My grandfather used to always show me these, these atlases, maps, and really wanted me to learn about the world. And I, I love that education. And also because I was different, I just wanted to learn mm-hmm. about others just so I can connect with them. Mm-hmm. So I didn't recognize these things as a child and what they were doing, but it just constantly created my curiosity into you know my teenage years, moving to another town where there was more diversity. I still love to learn about people and also felt at that point proud to show everyone where we're from, what we wear, what we eat from India, and then led into my career. And so I spent a lot of time in very you know corporate positions in marketing mm-hmm. and sales and consulting. But what was great is I worked at these companies that were so big, so vast, so diverse that it enabled me to also continue to pursue things that I like to do by bringing my culture into the environment and also leading diversity initiatives, campus recruiting. So mm-hmm. I always had this mm-hmm. theme of you know, diversity and inclusion in my corporate career. How interesting when you think about it though, because 
that the whole inclusion and diversity, I mean, that thread has been around, but suddenly now in, you know, 2021, it becomes, you know, the, the hot button, you know, words. You're right. And I joined after university, I joined American Express that I would say they, the company overall had been ahead of what we're seeing now. So this was something in the DNA of not just me, just it's the talent that was brought in. It, it was fostered in the company. It wasn't an initiative. It was just who the company was. And that's where there's a difference between it being an initiative versus it being in the company DNA. Right. But with that said, and I didn't always, again, recognize that, you know, I love traveling. I always took on assignments internationally, really traveled personally, and, and, and that was infused in me as well. Fast forward to being married, um, then relocating to Miami, which is where we live now. Mm -hmm. And I was with Accenture at the time, but still constantly traveling. So it was just the norm for me to be right. on a plane. So traveling to me was just something very easy. It just was what I did. Yep, I get so, it. So <laughs> during Accenture, having a lot of exposure to different clients, and that then led to, you know, taking on a sales leadership team, ultimately with this aspiration of being a business unit head for a big Fortune 500 company. Mm -hmm. um, that then led to a joining Compass that recently went public. It's a technology real estate company. I was yes. leading their team in Florida. And that was different for me, working at more of a startup environment, you know, very different mm -hmm. from Fortune 500. But what that then leads me to how entrepreneurship even became a thought in my head. Compass being in the real estate world, real estate agents are entrepreneurs. Right. And it was my first time in being exposed to that, that mindset, the principles of entrepreneurship, the foundation of the company and real estate agents are all types of individuals enter that field. And then I, you know, being married, my husband having his career now, mother of two young children, I just thought, you know, I never you have a life plan, you have plans. I want to get married by a certain age, want to have kids these uh, days, want uh -huh. to do this and that. But I just hit a point where my, I have my work, I have my life, but honestly, it's just my life right. and what I do and who I am sharing it with are all a part of it. Why is it so separate? And I'm not content in either place at this juncture. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at this as it's not to look backwards and what could I have done better? What should I have done better? That ship has sailed. It is looking forward and going forward 20 years and wondering what would I regret not doing? Because this mm -hmm. is my time. I feel mm -hmm. that I joined a company that was centered around entrepreneurs. I have these ideas and passions and interests. It's linked into, you know, wanting to work with different clients, really wanting to, you know, spread the knowledge around the world about how to bring this, the world to your children at home. Like it was all these things that I really yeah. like to do. I just never had time to do them. Let me just step back for a second. So you, when you went to school, where did you go to school and what was your major? Like, what were you, what did you think you wanted to do? So I went to the University of Pennsylvania in mm -hmm. Philadelphia. I majored in economics. I graduated early. For some reason, I thought it would be better to be in the working force versus being a college student. <laughs> oh, there you I rushed, go. I rushed to grow up. I really loved working, working with people, um, you know, seeing an initiative, seeing the outcome and the results. And I, I loved college too. Of course, I had a great time, but I just thought, let me just, I'm done. I'm going mm. to start my career. Then you look back and you wonder, oh, maybe I should have just been a student for a little while longer. Right. But it was, and during that time, I also had an international abroad study. I did an independent study in the UK. 
And that then led me to having international assignments as well in my professional career. It was something mm -hmm. that I wanted to do. Again, more of the norm now, but 15 years ago, right. it was one of those unique opportunities. So when you talk about you know, all of these pieces, and obviously there's been so much change in your life and the choices that you're, you've made, how do you now define success? Success, the word, the, the buzzword. I, I think we growing up in the corporate world and, you know, thriving, like loving the environment of collaboration, seeing, you know, launching a product in the marketplace, helping clients solve problems and feeling it was, I guess, a lot more defined. We had KPIs. It was just very, you knew, you knew what your annual targets were. You knew what you were held accountable for to earn this rating. You knew what the specific project outcome deliverable was. So success to me, and you know, this is one of the things I started in my business is it does look so different. So right. success, success to me, it's life success. It's no longer my work success, my family success. It's like life success. And I didn't know what that was <laughs> because it was always such, it was integrated, but yet separate, right? So I'm going to be very transparent and, I, and I've done this in some of the discussions I've had and I wanna be transparent to your listeners. When I exited my last corporate role, I didn't have a master plan B. Mm. A lot of people do and good for you. I didn't. I felt things, I thought things and I was, again, I'll just be transparent. I was mentally and emotionally exhausted. Like mm. I, mm. I needed a pause to rejuvenate, it. refresh, reflect all these R words, but I just needed a pause. And so although I had these interests and passions and desires and strengths, it's not that I had this master plan. I'm going to exit and I'm going to start these businesses. I didn't really know what I was going to do. Can we just pause for that for, for one yes. second? Because I think that this is super important. And what you're describing is very much what a lot of my peers are describing. Uh, there is this point of you don't realize how tired you are until mm -hmm. you finally get off the, the merry-go-round, as I like to describe it. Um, and, you know, you were trying to, you know, grab onto that brass ring and you were so focused on that that when it finally you get off, you're, you're, you're physically and mentally just exhausted. Uh, and it does take time. A lot of people get sick. I mean, not horribly sick, but, but right. their bodies just tell them, oh my God, you just, you need to shut down for a little bit. Yeah, just just contemplate, you know, wh wh who you are and, and and enjoy. I like to say, you know, smell the roses. Like, just try to figure it out. So yeah, so this is important. So thank you for sharing that. And and it's we don't talk about these things. Sometimes we are suffering in silence. And I, you know, in any amount, I just think we, especially as women, you want to do it all. Um, and anyone can relate. You know, you're balancing family. You want to do it all. You read about others doing it, which is great. Mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. is, and it's like, it's your inspiration that you could do it too. But you just don't, you're reading an article about someone's life. That's not their life. That's just right. an excerpt of their life. And you feel some sense, I'm going to use this word. You feel like you're failing. You're falling. You're failing. Mm -hmm. You're not, something's out of sync. You're not happy. You're not channeling the positive energy to those who deserve it the most right that's these are signs I started seeking look for whatever reason they were happening it was a time that everything happened for a reason it was like the universe was giving me these signs and mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. decision I made was meant to happen that way it wasn't right. 
I, I don't, I view it as all positive and it was, okay, what's next? And then I realized I can do whatever I want. You know, there's a lot of opportunity out there. I have to work to get it. Nothing's going to be handed mm-hmm. to me, but mm-hmm. do I want another, you know, a job in another corporation? Is that where I want to go right now? But there was a reason that I joined a company that was centered around entrepreneurs. There was a right. reason for that. Right. And that re- and then going back to that, you know, flash forward, what would I regret not doing? And it became, maybe this is my time to build my own business. And this happened before COVID. And I thought, let me pause, let me enjoy family time, hadn't spent a lot of time with my kids for a while. So enjoyed, we traveled. And then it was right around COVID that I said, I'm going to start my businesses. So again, I didn't have a master plan. I didn't build a business Mm -hmm. on the side as Mm -hmm. I was working corporate. Some people do that. And it's amazing that they do that. I did not. So I was literally going from having a, a leadership position that not only had just a level of impact you're making, you're leading a big team. You have a certain amount of financial stability in that as well. Mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> to going to like, you know, going on the other end of even my college years of being an intern. That's what I was going to. Right. right? And so it it is a big mind shift. And it's easy to also, again, the insecurity kicks in. As much as confident and passionate and inspired I was, I was also insecure. I'm like, why I'm starting from scratch. That's what I felt like. But I'm not starting from scratch because. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a, there's a voice in, in your head, um, which I can share as well, that, right. you know, and, and we, you know, we, we hear other people talk about that voice that keeps going like, oh, you, why are you doing this? It's so much easier if you just jump back in. That's what you know. Right. Why are you doing right. this? Right. And so you have to overcome that, that voice, which sometimes, you know, really is, is gets pretty loud. Right. And because then you go, wait, 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 wait. I've come this far. I don't want to, you know, go backward. But as you talk about what you're doing now and those right. businesses, I'm intrigued, right? Because we 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 mentioned them in the in your intro. Can you tell us a little bit about those businesses? Sure. Thank you. So the first one is Accelador. Um, the children, my children, came up with this name. It uh, they felt that it was excellence at your door. That was the oh, concept. Oh, cute. And they spelled it out as well. I just said, there's, this doesn't even make logical sense, but maybe it's not supposed to. That's it. It's unique. It's different. And, and why I built this is because I, to your point, I have a passion just like you to work with clients, to work with companies, mm-hmm. to be an yeah. advisor, to help them, you know, collaboratively solve problems. Like it is something we, it's something I've done. I enjoy, I have mm-hmm. energy from it. So I wanted to continue that, but not in a, I'm an employee in a, I'm a contractor type of view and take on, you know, projects and opportunities as they come and working with people I've worked with in the past and new doors opening as well. But it is a, I'm not to that extent, I'm not committing myself to also 50, 60 hours a week. Right. Because then I'm going back to the life I left and not being able to, you know, drop off, pick up the children as needed. So I, that is my consulting arm and my advisor arm. And are there certain industries that you consult for across industry? Oh, thanks for asking. So thus far, I've been a generalist. You remember that word? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I keep it open. What I do is generally have discovery calls with those that have reached out or I'm reaching out to just to understand where are the opportunities and then Mm -hmm. honing Mm -hmm. in on a particular area. And the reason I have chosen to stay a generalist is based on my experiences, there are a lot of different things that I can do and would like Mm -hmm. to do if Mm -hmm. if it's fit for that particular client. 
So I've remained there. Um, I have thus far, the, the clients I've worked with have been in the pharmaceutical industry, hospitality and technology. And at Accenture, you and I both know you work yes. across so many different industries and functional areas that you have a little bit of everything. And then what's this, and then the global part of it, tell me about that, yes. Travel Plus. So Travel Plus Them is, again, another name that my children came up with. We, they always <laughs> said, You're, you and uh, my husband and I, one of the things we share is our love to uh, experience the world, learn about other cultures. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, is from home too. We want, he's into a lot of documentaries, history channels. So, you know, we feel that learning about the world really helps us become, to your point, better human beings. We have, we appreciate more of what we have, but we appreciate others wanting to learn about others. So we've always traveled, you know, even before children. So I remember when we had children, people were like, well, glad you saw, did all these things because your life is going to, you know, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. <laughs> yes. And we both, of course, you put a challenge to me, I'm going to achieve it. So we started traveling with our children and I would occasionally write about it on social media. Like, here's what we did. Here's what we packed. And I would get overwhelming amount of responses. Like, I would love to do this. How, what did you pack? How did you plan this? So when, when we launched Travel Plus Them, the, I thought in my head, and this is pre-COVID, was really inspiring parents to experience the world with their children at a young age. And what I realized is the mission is bigger than travel because at the end of the day, as a child, you know, outside of going to India, I didn't travel all over the world. Mm -hmm. I learned about the world from home. And it's not something that's taught in school at that early elementary age. You may learn mm -hmm. about the continents, but you're not. And that's just the way the education system is. Nothing right. wrong with it. It's just, it's uh, the parents have such a great opportunity. They may not just know how to bring the world to your home. So we, the, the concept is just how can I help others if they want to travel the world, the information I can share mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. how to actually make that happen with young children and more importantly, the focus now, which we have launches happening this week and more coming, bringing programs to families that, you know, their children can watch in bringing world information to your home. I love that. I love, I know there's some, uh, for very little ones, I think there's all kinds of games and things that you can subscribe to or purchase yes. for the kids where it's like a passport yes. of the world or something like that. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. Little passports. And I mean, there's yeah, some cute. amazing things that are out there yeah. and that's what I learned too. Like, wow, there's so many amazing things out there and we can contribute and, you know, be a part of this as well. So what a, Amazing, amazing life. Uh, you know, you still have certainly much, much more of it to enjoy. But is there anything you would have done differently so far in your life's journey? Uh, the would have done differently question. This is always a tough one because I don't like to regret. So I think would have done differently uh -huh. is uh -huh. that, you know, this is, I'll, I'll say it like this. So especially in the last year, I have a voice. Clearly, I, I like to communicate. I I talk often, I like my voice to be heard, but I have to say that I was not always vocal when in times when I needed to be, when there were challenges or uncomfortable situations that I or others were involved with. I sometimes felt like I was silenced or I just was fearful to speak up related to whatever degree of injustice, like if someone wasn't treated fairly, whatever it was, mm -hmm. sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, reflecting again over the last year by what we've seen specifically in America and mm -hmm. a lot more people speaking up, all types of people. I 
what I would have done differently is in all those environments, speak. Not necessarily in that moment, in that room, maybe it wasn't the right time, but if something wasn't right, I needed to speak up. And I, I know I was not always consistent with that. And I still think about it. Uh-huh. I, I cannot emphasize the importance of what we all have, which is the voice. Right. So I'm going to switch because I love, we love doing this fun facts. Uh, okay. So we're going to do a real quick round uh, here in terms of getting to know you a little bit better. Okay. So my first question is, what is your favorite book? Oh, oh, wow. This is taking me back. So leverage your strengths. It was something from, it was a long time ago, like 15 years ago, there's been multiple versions of it since then. And why it resonated so well with me is I was at a point in my life where I felt that I needed to build new skills and be someone else to succeed. And I remember my, my manager, my leader at the time, he said, you are fine just as you are. You need to learn how to leverage your strengths. That's what you don't know how to do yet. You have these strengths, but you're not leveraging them. They're your mm-hmm. asset. They're your mm-hmm. X factor. Mm-hmm. You can't just be somebody else. It's going to catch up to you. But it was, I never heard that coaching before. It was always about here are your areas of opportunity. And I always focused on that. I didn't focus on here are my strengths. How do I leverage them? Mm-hmm. Good, good. Sounds like a good one. Favorite movie or streaming show? Because obviously we've all been, I, I know I've been doing a lot of streaming. Okay, this is, it's been too many that I've discovered in the last year. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, with Netflix opening up like all this world content. But why don't yeah. I do this? I'm going to take the show that I have watched. I think it's its 23rd season now. I'm just going to say it's 23 seasons and see if you know oh, gosh. Um, which show this is. And I have, not always in order, but always will watch this show. Even on reruns, I watch it. I don't know what it is. Law and Order Special Victims oh, Unit. Oh, yes. I, oh, I, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I can't pick anything else because I just think of, of over the last like two decades, that has been a show that I watch. I watch reruns still for what reason? I don't yeah, know. But yeah, it's good. Um, I, I will still, I, I put it on the DVR. I have to still watch that show. So I would have to say by far, and maybe it's because at a young age, I wanted to be a lawyer and I was just intrigued by our justice system and you know, fighting for equality and all of those things. So that's, that show still resonates with me. I love it. Me. I love it. That's a great pick. Great pick. Favorite city. And this is, you know, you're the world Ooh. traveler. So this is really hard. Maybe I'll rephrase that as a, city maybe I would live in okay right maybe I'll do that that would make it That's easier good. and I Sydney Australia oh and I was channeling um, I was channeling that yeah live it and by all means I love India and I go there quite often but you know where mm-hmm. I see myself living and just assimilating into society is Sydney mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it um it's just a be- I mean Australia is a beautiful continent country and Sydney is a beautiful city between the water the mountains it's the people there Mm-hmm. And it's so well connected to up the other side of the world. So I, um, I always have a special place in my heart for Sydney. Okay. And last one, drum roll, favorite food. Uh, you are stumping me today. I love these questions. So I love Indian food. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much variety, but after Indian food, my next favorite would be Thai. Okay. All right. Good. 
Terrific. So this has been amazing. Um, I know that our listeners are going to want to reach out to you and learn more about you, your business, et cetera. So how can they reach you? Is there a website, email? Sure. Sure. So um, I am on first LinkedIn, uh, Lakshmi Natarajan, my name. I do have a website for Travel Plus Them. It is travelplusthem.com. I'm on Instagram, Travel Plus Them. Facebook also as well. I have a Travel Plus Them page and also my name. The most active, I guess, channels that I'm on social media wise are LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Fantastic. This has been so enjoyable and fun. And I love seeing you again and being able to catch up because uh, that's what makes the world go round. And certainly I, we're all thinking about travel at this point. And hopefully as uh, things start to open up, we're all going to be able to, you know, pack those bags again, because mine is looking very lonely at the moment and be able to hit the road. So absolutely. Janice, thank you for this humbling experience. I'm just honored to be a part of this point in your journey. And I remember us briefly crossing paths at Accenture. And it's just amazing to see we haven't spoken, I think in probably 15 years and just reconnecting the the pillars of how we know each other and who we know. To your point, it's exactly what you said. It's just the connectivity of people truly makes this world go round. And and it's about networking, which is a theme that I keep pushing and, and sharing with a lot of listeners, which is that we all are here to help each other and give back. And so I, I again say to the listeners, if you need help, if you are trying to figure out that next chapter, wherever you are, uh, reach out to me, reach out to our guests. Um, we're all here and this is how we all got to where we are and uh, and we hope for your success as well. So with that, thanks again for listening to It's Great Business and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Intracoastal Marketing, LinkedIn at Intracoastal Marketing and Strategy Group, and Instagram and Twitter at It's Great Business. And visit us on the web at intracoastalmarketingstrategy.com.